Before we get going with this week's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to my mate Barry Dodds, who's one of my oldest mates in comedy. Him and Ian do the incredible Parapod, which is a hugely su- successful podcast. If you've if you've not heard it, go and download the Parapod. Uh, the Parapod movie is out, and he uh, we're going to give him a shout out for that. They're doing some live shows. The Parapod movie is the world's first podcast that has become a movie. It's skeptic versus believer in the paranormal. You don't need to have heard the podcast to be on board with this. It's two comedians arguing based on their beliefs and spending the night in the most haunted locations in the UK to try and discover the truth. Going on tour now and playing Liverpool Everyman Cinema on the 20th of April with a Q&A with the cast afterwards. It would be great if the good people of the Northwest uh, got on board and got tickets. That's one of the... Uh, uh, I think that's just been added to the tour but yeah they're basically screening the film then Barry and Ian are going to be there doing a Q&A uh, I've, I'm watching it tonight I'm really excited to see it tonight I'm actually going to be at that date in Liverpool uh, on Monday the 20th April me and my missus are going to that show uh, and just I, I know we're doing an advertising media and you sent us what to say and that uh, but I will say uh, I, I'm very glad we're doing a review for this I'm listening to the Parapod again at the minute it's brilliant and whether you're into ghosts or you're not uh it's well worth listening to it's so funny and so interesting so that's the 20th of april at the liverpool everyman cinema go and watch the parapod movie live all right let's crack on with this for a good episode on social media at have a pod with video on youtube you're listening to the funniest podcast in the game it's have a with adam rowe and dan nightingale Hello, Dave. Is that Dave? Uh, no, there's no one called Dave here. Okay. Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? Upset me, nasty bitch. Disgusting! Boom. First milestone, this. It's just, it's so amazing, and I try not to get emotional, you know, when you got here, but you get to the big one zero, <laughs> and you've beaten 80% of podcasts that have been <laughs> produced. When people are like, should we do a podcast? Yeah, 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 let's do a podcast. Yeah, well, what we'll do is, who's, I can't edit it. Oh, fuck off. Three episodes in, 12 people listened, and then they bin it. Who was that an impression of? <laughs> He, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? He who shall not be named. Um, yeah, it's just, it's nice, isn't it? But it just feels like, to me, yeah, I knew it. As soon as we got going, I was like, this, this is going to do a lot more than 10. I got the, I got the, I got yeah. the feeling. This is a, a minimum. Oh, because even if it wasn't going well, it's so much fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, even if it was just a way for me to you and ha- me and you to hang out for like an hour and a half every week, just come to Chester and have a conversation. We haven't socialised once in three months. I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I don't have conversations like this with my wife. Also, in terms of the fun, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I forgot to tell you this. Laura got back early from work. We were still recording. I went, oh, could you hear us? Because we're at the far corner of the house. Yeah. Doors shut. We're in the east wing, aren't we? It's a big semi-detached. <laughs> and she was like, you were so fucking loud. You were screaming at each other. I, honestly, I was like, oh my God, there's an issue. 
And she's like, I think t- there must have been a problem. And it was because we were like, <laughs> and do you know what it was? <laughs> it was the Beaver Dam line. <laughs> when you were like, what's a lesbian club- cock blocker? A Beaver Dam. A Beaver Dam. That will, like, I-, I hope this podcast runs for many, many years into thousands of episodes. And I genuinely think we peaked far too early. <laughs> I think that was the pinnacle of this pod. Yeah, but I can't, you see, that's not my strength. Is like, work, like little gags and wordplay. Yeah. This talking bullshit, telling stories, making each other laugh. Like, that's this is what I love. But in Edinburgh, when they're like, oh, there's a panel show. <coughs> uh, we're also going to do a bit of ad lib. So, okay, you are the, um, can we get some suggestions from the crowd? Okay, you're a sheriff, and it's in the Old West, okay. But you run a pasta shop. What kind of shop? A Italian restaurant. Have you got Elder- some beef with improv chips? It's then? a fucking nightmare. And they go... <laughs> Go, Dan. And you're like, what? What are you on about? What the fuck are you talking about? I can't do that shit. That's what, like, um, when people call you, like, a good improviser as a stand-up, people think that's the same thing, and it's not, is it? It's like, people think an improv troupe is people just doing crowd work, but it's not. It's like, right, today is a murder mystery. What are we... What what was the murder weapon? We need a murder weapon, guys. What is it? Oh, He's he's just said carrot. Oh, oh, oh wow! All the other comedians are like dildo, dildo. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Carrot, and then go and go. Adam, go. Do you? So you are the murderer, carrot. And you're like, what? What are you on about? Well, how did you do it? What oh, room was it in? Fuck off! Yeah. And it's the same as Twitter. When I look at people being amazing and like really succinct and funny on Twitter, and then I'm like, <clears throat> people have gone. You don't do Twitter. And you're like. I'm not, it takes me ages, I have to spell check it. And then I'm like, that's probably shit. You have to put your reading glasses on. Yeah. I have to, I have to get my grandson to tell me how to use the mobile telephone. And um, I just, and then, yeah. But coming up with little lines like that, I was well impressed because I'm not soup. That's not literally my Beaver best dam. thing. But Beaver Dam, sir. You are. Uh, yes, sir. You. <laughs> Amazing. You are, you are right, though. Like, I. I wouldn't want to have this length of conversation with my missus. And I love her dearly, but if she was like, should we turn our phones off and just talk for an hour and 45 minutes? And facing each other. Facing each other across the table. With headphones on, <laughs> so there's no other... There's like, the fucking curtains are closed. Well, would you just like looking at each other. I, I reckon we do it at one o'clock on Monday afternoon. That's when we should yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, when no yeah. one else is in. <laughs> when Dan's family are <laughs> In fact, if we start banging, this is not going to be a surprise. If you and Anna and Dan are in a relationship, <laughs> they didn't realise they were gay. They got to know each other on a very deep level. They spend two hours a week just talking about their feelings. <laughs> and, then, and it just blossomed. And they're not gay. They, they're not, like, they don't like dick, but it just, it happened. They're just so in love. <laughs> They have a connection. I mean, it was a weird fucking episode. Their, their, their love has overtaken their heterosexuality. It's big, more of an impact. It doesn't help that these fucking big cock-shaped microphones are in our face. Like, I don't... Stop it. Oh, that'd be a fucking weird one, wouldn't it? Guys, something to tell everyone on Facebook. It's complicated. <laughs> Imagine going to Jade. Jade, I've got some news. <laughs> Get Laura and Jade in together. Guys, this is going to be out of nowhere. Because Jade, Jade's definitely not going to see it coming because she's not been listening to the pod. We, we, we don't know what happened. It's just, we, we were halfway through the first have a word and then my penis was in Dan's nostril. <laughs> that was one of the weirder would you rathers. Would you rather? 
Give Adam a nose job. <laughs> Could you get your dick in my nostril? I don't know who's t- who's who that's offensive to. I think either your dick or my nostril. I think there's problems with both. She was sued if you dirty bastard. <coughs> anyway, well, apart from our you know burgeoning love, the podcast is going well, and um, and that's down to on. everyone being fucking amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we had a lot of good uh, good feedback from last week's episodes. Uh, did did really well in the charts again. Getting to, we're, gonna, we're scraping with that top We're charting in America And Canada as well now which And is, Iraq And Iraq <laughs> For the downloads We don't even have internet It's <laughs> my Iraqi voice again Char Upset me Nasty bitch Oh you've got the Kane Brown Added to the soundboard I know This is how you know You're going up there This is, how, this is the thing To get you us can, in the you, charts You can use Char! that You can use that Every time I call you old Shut up Upset Char! me <laughs> Um, yeah we did well on the chat so thanks to everyone downloading I think uh, I've had a plan for how we can smash into that top fours this week but we need the help of our listeners um, I'm going to call it double download week so what I want you all to do is just tell make one person in your life if you're a regular listener force one person in your life to also download it so someone who doesn't know about it I don't even care if they fucking listen to it I just want the download numbers to put you know, it in the chat if it was the person in your life family, friend, colleague that you think would least enjoy it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? After we've just, within three minutes, gone, you could stick your dick in my nose, Adam. <laughs> not, not for everyone. Disgusting! It's not for everyone. Um, yeah, I think pass it on to one person. And if ev- if you all do that, then we've got double downloads this week, and we'll be in, like, the top 20. We'll be flying. <laughs> yeah, half the downloads will be like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, tell them they're not allowed to leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute shite. Uh, Why would any man want to fuck another man's nose? <laughs> yes, we and um yeah. So I just appreciate you, man. Just appreciate you. Have you uh what, what have you been doing over the weekend? You've been you've been doing those gigs that we do? I've been panic buying. Panic buying. What? I've this this is the thing I've realised. You know, like it's easy to be like, "Oh, I'm panic buying." I'm not. I know no one's going to get. I almost know this. The if you look at the stats of flu and then coronavirus and COVID nineteen, you're like, it is being overblown. The fear of the unknown, the health thing. But what is very real is people getting wound up by the tabloids, social media, and other bell ends, and the panic setting in, and then schools, GPs gigs getting shut down that is real so I'm not really panic buying but I am panic gigging I am accepting every fucking gig <laughs> any gig that comes in Dark like, Night is available any <laughs> night this week he'll come to your house for £75 or above if you if it's cash <laughs> anything above I've got a new before it was like I'm not gigging for less than 150 quid. it's just a morals thing like yeah, yeah. now if it's 25 quid cash in hand and like a bag of hula hoops I'll play your fucking garage <laughs> <laughs> 25 quid cash in hand and four Andrex unopened. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. how I feel. I really do. I feel like there's like, I've just got to get these gigs in. Because I'm mates with some fannies who yeah. are like, we've talked about it and they're trying to play it cool, but you can hear the fear in the voice. Talking to you, just genuinely quite relaxing because you're like, ah, it's a bit, it might not be that good. It might not be that bad. 
But we know people like, oh my god, it's going to be bloody awful. What I've done is I've panic bought a load of um, petrol so that I can get here every day when we do the everyday podcast from the coronavirus. Right. I've just got gas. Like at the minute, it looks like I'm planning a mass terrorist plot. I've just got loads of bleach and petrol in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Mate, you're going to be on a terrorist watch list. You've seen four lions. (laughs) I just kept going back into Asda going, Hi! Uh, it's my woman voice. <laughs> I love it when he covers up his beard. I'm a woman. <laughs> Can I have some bleach, please? I do, I do four voices. Well, what, well, what are they? Well, one of them's mine. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I'm doing British Asian. It's great. Are you um, alright, bro? You alright, bro? You don't even know me? <laughs> what are you talking about me? Oh, like that. That's out of order, bro. I once bought a car. I once bought a car off a guy in Leeds. Um, I lived in Chester and I drove up to Leeds. He had a Volvo S80. Yeah. And if you imagine that car, granddad car, you know it. Everyone listening knows that car. It's just the longest, boring car you've ever seen. Beige leather interior. I fucking loved it. Of course you did. I, I stole it off a guy called, uh, he calls K Cars just near Headingley. You, you His name stole was, it? I bought it oh. off a guy called Kazam or Kazim. Oh, anyway, it was called K. He's like, call me Kaz. Got there. How many fucking names has he got? Because I'm Kazim. K, Kaz. I'm probably mispronouncing all of them. <laughs> Chazam. Mr. Kazoo. Chazam. Got there, he was like, all right, bro, listen, it's an amazing motor, right? And I, he was about 10 years younger than me, this young, <laughs> this young <laughs> Asian dude. And he's like, listen, listen, amazing car. It's a beautiful motor. I've never seen, like... A file of all the receipts is the logbook. It's absolutely legit, bro. Right? Amazing. And I listen, it's my cousin's wedding next week. We're having a little bit of a get together in the office. My 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 nan's made a, a banging curry. Would you like a plate? I was like, all right. I got whirlwinded by one where are you from? Danny. Is it Danny from Manchester? I, my name's Dan. I lived in Chester. But he he was so confident <laughs> I let him call me the wrong name. He's like, You're Danny from Manchester? I was like, Yeah. I'd, I'd just eaten But he was like Listen it's banging food Amazing You never tried it You think you go to a curry house You think oh I'm having Asian food Are you fuck mate Listen My nan will honestly Banging right she Got it out I ate the food I wasn't very hungry All these like Uncles and cousins Were coming through Ignored everyone Don't worry about it Beautiful car Amazing Got in it Started the engine I'd already paid him I realised I'd already paid him Before I started the engine he literally dropped me around the corner and the keys is amazing. Drive away, beautiful car. And, I, and as I got in the car, I was like, I hope this starts because I've just given him the cash. I'd already signed the logbook. He whirlwinded me so much. I, and I started the car. I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. Darren Brown, yeah. He just absolutely, young Asian businessman of the year, just fucking whirlwind me. I was like, oh, God. Asian family food is fire, though. Last year, when um, I did that, TV show with Tez Ilyas he had his own show on Channel 4 the Tez O'Clock show and every week his mum would be in the audience and she'd cook for the whole (laughs) cast and crew she'd just turn up with like samosas and barges oh it was hey if that how good like we're mates with Tez how how good is that because he's basically the biggest it's the equivalent of me getting my own show and my mum doing a roast dinner every week (laughs) Turning up and running a carvery, <laughs> the fucking media city, <laughs> doing the scouse, doing the scouse equivalent. Adam's family turn up at Netflix like that. I know he's got his fucking special, but I tell you what, my Adam doesn't gig without his chicken dippers. All right, <laughs> get chicken dippers, not Stop in the fucking all the fucking gravy. 
That's for everyone. <laughs> One jug. Where's the fucking actor fry? And <laughs> <laughs> nice and easy. Come on. Uh, I love the fact that that that's so. Tez is like a big name in British comedy, and like that his mum still turned up, and it's basically the equivalent of a packed lunch, isn't it? Yeah, but for everyone, she turned up and gave everyone at the school a packed having, lunch. I am not having my Tez do a TV show on a why, major why, why channel. Why does his mum sound like a gay man? From I present? decided not to do <laughs> Tez's mum's voice. Okay, you made you, it. You know what? Good call there. You know what? Hey, because it was gonna be. Not good. Now, <laughs> I I don't know if you heard if you if we go back there as a little pause and I go nope not doing the voice because and that's out of respect to the Asian community and my mate Tess right and his mum. Now K who's got K cars because even whatever his fucking name is bro, I literally nothing about what I said about him was derogatory and that is literally how he taught. He was sound. He was the he, I basically said he's the young businessman of the year. He yeah. fucking Darren Brown me into buying a Volvo that I didn't know worked. I feel like you can do the fucking listen, bang up, bang your plate, absolutely top, top class food, bro. And if anyone goes, that's not how we talk. You don't know who the fuck. What? How do you know? Could be the best impression ever. There's no disrespect. Tez's mum. You're worried that, that she was, was going to go bad. She was, was going to send a video back. No, no, that was one we're going to be like, dude, that's not good. I have to cut that out. <laughs> that's good. I am. Um, I gig with Tez Friday. Uh, yeah. In his hometown, he was hosting the comedy club at Black his Bay. house. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking murdered it. If you don't know Tez, like um, he's he's one of the my co-nominees at the Chortle Best Club Comic Award, and uh, he brought me back on stage at the end to, to ask the audience. It was really funny actually. He went right. We're in Blackburn, but me and Adam, but we've both been nominated. Uh, who are you going to vote for? And it was like fifty-fifty. And he was like, if this was in Liverpool. It'd be all him, but I tell you, it's because you're all white, <laughs> and Amazing. you don't know whether to go with the local guy or the one you look the most like. Oh. It was so funny Amazing. watching him chastise a room full of a hundred Blackburn patrons not vote for their hometown hero and just call them out on what was obviously that. Like, yeah, it was great, definitely. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a that's an he was on fire. That's Comparing. an un unusual. I want to win votes technique in it by <laughs> like turning on half a crowd. <laughs> Listen, you cunts. That's it. Next time I gig here, you're having none of my mum's samosas. <laughs> Look at you having a little fucking cookie snack now. I think we're having a bit of cookie mid-episode. Just eat it. Oh. What's wrong with that? Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch! What's wrong with that? You're eating on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Episode 10 and your standards have... Disgusting! Gone to shit. Why? Well, uh, I don't know. You, to be fair, you're not doing it on the mic. Yeah. Some people I've lit so weird that you you're doing that now. I was listening to one of my American NFL podcasts this morning and they were eating a fucking was it a cookie? I think they were eating cookies on the thing. I was like, oh, that sounds nasty, mate. I'm glad we never do anything like that. I haven't mentioned it at all. You've turned up with a cookie and then just banged some in your face mid pod. What do you think I was going to do with it? No, it's good. You've eaten it. Yeah. But he was literally well, like, a bit left. He was literally being gross with it. Oh, into the mic. Oh, it's gr horrible. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's misophonia, apparently. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's the name of it. That's the phobia. Misophonia. <laughs> that, 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 that did sound like I was being racist. Did misophony, <laughs> but misophony, misophonia, <laughs> misophony. You the name of it now. It's the fear. It's the. It's like a like a phobia of having yeah. weird sound, hearing weird sounds like people yeah. eating. Do you and remember? Shit. Um, do you know Monty Burns? Not the Simpsons character. The the mental. Um, 
Scottish comedian. Yeah, I think the guy, Scot- the guy who's called Gregor Burns, but decided that he'd have a stage name. Monty. Monty Burns. He, he's got that. Because right. he gave me a lift to a gig in Blackpool once, and I put a chewy in, like a bit of chewing gum in the car, and he pulled over onto the hard shoulder and was like, "Pal, you're gonna have to fucking spit it out the window because I'm gonna fucking kill you." Right. Because he gets like PTSD from his time in uh, Afghanistan. What from chewing chewing gum? Yeah, all the Taliban had Wrigley's extra. <laughs> Like I feel like that story might make sense if there was way more bits in between the major points. Like, how do you go from? Like, in my head, that story was you're on a car, you're in a car. Yeah, yeah, this gig should be good. You put chewing gum in, go, and then he goes, "Fucking get that out, or I'll fucking kill you on the side of the fucking motorway." And then what is he on about PTSD from chewing gum? Yeah, no, PTSD from p- the sound of people eating. I think. What was the What was the traumatic stress though? I think he was captured by the Taliban and um and the information out of him. They just all had hubba bubba for, <laughs> for twelve hours straight. They're blowing bubbles in his face. <laughs> you don't, I can't believe you didn't ask what the PTSD was. Well, I'll be honest with you, I just wanted to get to the fucking gig in one piece of that stage. And in your head you went, I am never driving anywhere with this fucking lunatic. Um, well, at the time I didn't drive and I had to take whatever lift I could get. <laughs> that oh, wasn't yeah. the last journey we did. Oh, sharing car journeys to gigs, though, is already hard. But that makes it fucking ridiculous. That sort of behaviour, like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> I had to just accept it was his car. His, like, I can't, I can't be like, no, I'm paying you to drive me. <laughs> I'm chewing what I want to chew. So fucking unreasonable, though. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but it's PTSD, isn't it? <laughs> You gotta take it seriously. Uh yeah. Hang on. <laughs> but like, yeah. But I, I do. Are you PTSD shaming him? I do. You've come very sensitive this episode. <laughs> Are you PTSD shaming him? I get. I I get it. If someone has actually got PTSD, you've got to be like, wow, that's you know, that's someone suffering with their mental health, and yeah, you know. But you can't be like, is that chewing gum? I've got PTSD, and then not ask questions like, oh, sorry, <laughs> mate. Yeah. What? Because your mum died in a fucking Wrigley's extra accident. <laughs> What are you talking about? Also, sort your breath out, you stink. (laughs) (laughs) I think he can chew. He can deal with himself chewing, but not you chewing. Right. I think he just didn't want me to eat in this car. (laughs) Just the psycho. (laughs) You just see me slobbering chewy water down my face, and he's like, that's going to ruin me. How loud do you eat chewing gum? Because you you polished off half of that cookie pretty nicely. Yeah, well, Jade always has a go at me for smacking my lips. I do try and control it, but she's always like, can you eat a bit quieter? Me head in. Shut the fuck up. You know, it's moments like that. When when you're partnered, and I love being, you know, with Laura. When she says stuff like that. I love how just... we both feel the need to qualify that before we slag out yeah, yeah. off every time. <laughs> but as soon as she fucks off, I'm just going to sit there watching Curb Your Enthusiasm all fucking day without her going, oh, it's boring. What? Why is the picture quality weird? Because it's from 20 years ago. It's a classic. And just smack my fucking lips. And. You know what I love doing as well? Hand on me balls inside me kecks. She won't let me do that. Get your hands off your dick. It's horrible. No. St- stop playing with yourself. You're not, I'm not playing with myself. myself. It's me built in radiator. My hand's cold. My balls are always warm. One plus one. Get three. There you go. There is something really nice about just gently placing a palm. Just put it in your pocket. It's not the same. That's it's a- not the same. Hand on balls is great. Y- yeah, stop. Are you, what, are you getting excited? No. No, just like little, just checking everything's there. 
Do you know what? Next time when she tells me to stop, I'm just going to start furiously masturbating so that she leaves the room. That's always a good option. Isn't it? <laughs> you get excited? Well, I am now, yeah? I'm not even horny. I'm just going to force one out. Could you? Yeah. Could you crack one out just to be... Just to be spiteful. <laughs> just to be spiteful. Yeah. A spite wank. you never done that before. Yeah. Have you? I've had a spite wank. Yeah. you ever done it? Just to be... What, but I, w- I wonder how what context you'd have to do it in. Like, I'm not having sex with you tonight, so just accept it. And then she rolls over, and then you're there going... No, no. well, um, if Jade's ever not in the mood, we have an agreement that I'll just do that. What, in front of her? Yeah, she's in the room, and I'll just yeah, sort it out. She lets you masturbate as she's going to sleep. She knows you're wanking. Yeah. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. <laughs> you look like you've seen a ghost. I mean, I've wanked on a fucking National Express. Yeah. But I still find that weird. I find that weird. Why? It's my own bed. I, I feel... I get... I... No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you this flummoxed. No. I think he's got it. Separate. I don't do that. Laura be like, what are you doing? I'll be like, nothing. I mean, I have done it, but it was awful. It well, really I, nervy. I felt weird at first, but this was like... I, I don't know Maybe like a year And we just started living together Maybe 18 months And she was like I'm really not But just sort yourself out I'm not asked at all well, And she was conscious She wasn't asleep <laughs> Yeah I hadn't knocked her out <laughs> Did she watch? She's watched before what, what What kind of face does she pull? I mean it, it, You wouldn't It's not like she's Watching Like Intently Getting turned on She might just be watching How I Met Your Mother And I'm just Next to her sorting it out In the bedroom? Yeah Right. So we're in bed. Am I... Everyone listening, is this me being weird that that sounds <laughs> way too blasé? My wife my wife would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Dirty. Nasty Stop. bitch. Upset me. Nasty bitch. <laughs> I just... I've never wanked when she's next to me. Why, though? What's the I problem? I just feel weird. Why? But you'll do it on a bus. Yeah, that was... I know, but that was, that was a low ebb, that. Yeah. Yeah, that was all the way back when you were... Five years into being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that was at the tender age of 23. Old enough to be a member of parliament. <laughs> but unsurprisingly. Old enough to have served seven years in the army. <laughs> don't I've got PTSD from army jokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you find it so weird. I think you should um, You should try it. No, mate. No. Has a, has a girl ever asked if she can watch you masturbate? Um... No. I remember being on holiday once. We were, there was a gang of us. There's one couple, there was three guys, three single girls, three single guys, and one couple. And it was fucking great fun. We had a villa in Italy. This is about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And me and my mate Tim cracked on one with one really early. And I cracked on with the other just because it was like, hey, you're here. We're here. We were drinking booze at night. It was brilliant. And I, I did very well for just being confident with it. Like that was worked well with me, and uh, I don't know. It's just one afternoon, the four of us were there, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm just going to go and crack one out." She was like, "The girl that I was seeing was like, what? I, went, I think I'm just going to go and have a wank upstairs in the, in the room." She was like, "What? Just like that? Like you know, you could tell." Well, she was like, like she excited. Was, she was like, "Oh, I'm confident. I like it." And I was like, "Yeah." She went, "Can I come and watch?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I went upstairs. She sort of sat at the end of the bed And I was like Stop I'm not like. That is <laughs> And her Well weirder <laughs> like, Than wait. what I'm doing And her face went from like mm, To sort of like 
confused to wait. And then she just went, oh yeah, should we just have sex? <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, fine. Because she obviously was like, this is going to be See, quite exciting. And then she saw the reality of a man wanking and went, oh, that's not sexy at all. See, no, th- there's several things to unpack here, Daniel. Yeah. And, um, uh, f- first of all, that is so, if that was what was happening, that was so much fucking weirder than my missus going, I can't be asked, sort yourself out, shut the fuck up. That, what you're doing, inviting a stranger to come and watch her, although she invited herself. But she absolutely, from the off, thought you were just going to upstairs, go upstairs and bang it, and you took that far God, too much at face value and just got in bed and were like, right, I'll crack up. You sit there. Say that. <laughs> you fucking knob. But honestly, I want a round of applause when this is done. <laughs> Make it a show. You're I'm like, a comedian. You look confused halfway through. Yeah, because you hadn't made a fucking move. <laughs> Yeah. You just sat in your knees on the bed <laughs> Five yards away from a woman going Why is he not trying to fuck me? Why did he actually think I just wanted to come up <laughs> in my head, To a think. fucking bedroom in Benidorm And just be like yeah I just want to watch I can remember her face now like I was like okay She was sort of like And then I started and she, I think in my head I was like Oh I thought her thought process was like, oh, it's not as attractive as I thought. Oh, let's just have sex. Now I'm starting to realise her confusion was like, is he actually going to do this? (laughs) I can't believe it took this conversation for you to realise that's what that was. She's looking at you like, he he thought I was serious. And he he was serious. She she thought you you making a move was you going, I'm going to go upstairs and have a wank. She thought that was a funny, confident way of you going to her. Do you want to go and fuck? And she's gone can I come and watch? And you've gone, yeah. And she's like, right, yeah, it was a move. He's going to see me upstairs and fuck the life out of me now. And you've got upstairs and gone, the stool's there. <laughs> Sit there. Can you imagine how cringy that would be? Right, showtime. Uh, quiet in the audience, please. Sit there. I will be here. And when I finish round of applause, and at the point of, I will say, ta-da! Please don't talk while the actors on stage. Turn your phones off or onto silent. And uh, please keep any sort of breaks at the interval. No flash photography. (laughs) Moron. That's my favourite moment of all ten episodes so far, is watching you slowly realise what happened there. I'm a moron. Yeah. Fantastic. I still got laid, though. Yeah, you did. But it it took you longer to get laid than it should have, and that was your fault. It, that's no different to you going to a girl in a nightclub. Do you want to come back to mine and play Monopoly? And her going, fucking love to come back to yours and play Monopoly. And you get back and get the Monopoly board out. No, it is different. It's not. No, it's definitely different. If anything's worse. Listen, in 2020, in a nightclub, if you say to a girl, do you want to come back and go for Monopoly? The only thing she's given consent for is a game of Monopoly. <laughs> And you're fucking, you're in choppy waters if you're like, she gets it, it's <laughs> euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Have a word podcast presenter, Dan Nightingale is in a lot of trouble <laughs> after he got his dick out during a game of Monopoly. <laughs> oh. he, he was seen leaving the nightclub at <laughs> 4am. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god what an odd, uh, if you random question when you play Monopoly what what, what do you want to be the hat the car the dog what do you want to be the boot oh, it's a long time since I played Monopoly 
Yeah. I had a Simpsons special edition for a while. What are the traditional Monopoly... Uh, the boot? No, never the boot. Dog? It's a little Scottish terrier, isn't it? A little yeah. fucking Highland terrier. Car? Hat? I think there's a boat as well. Oh, honestly, I'd, I'd, looking back, hat hat or car was, was my go-to. I always had to be the car and yeah. the banker, so I could uh, dip. What are you saying? I was a cheeser at Monopoly. You were stealing? From the bank. Yeah. That I ran. Yeah. That's why when the financial crash happened in 2008, I had a lot of sympathy for the bankers because absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Um, Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Which fucking family members were daft enough to let you be the banker? (laughs) It's my board game. I sort of had the, it's my ball. We're playing my rules when I'm going on. <laughs> literally, when you vote conservative, it will make a lot of sense. Because <laughs> I think you just literally, word for word, describe Boris Johnson's conservative manifesto for the last election. It's my ball. I'm going on. <laughs> I've made the rules. I'm in charge. Do what I say. <laughs> oh, Adam. Oh, we do have some fun. Now it's time for Would You Rather with your favourite morons, Adam and Dan. Time for a feature, a first feature of episode 10 with Adam and Dan. Dan, what one is it? Tell us now. Uh, I think we should do some Would You Rathers. Would we've you had ra- loads. We've got, to, we've got to get through them because I want to do everything that everyone's asked. I don't want people sending shit in and being like, oh, they didn't do mine. If you get in touch with the Have A Word podcast, haveawordpod at gmail.com, we will... We will stick your stuff on. Unless it's about banging dead people or relatives. <laughs> you fucking animals. I will say this, though. Um, if uh, if you are sending in at the minute and you're like, oh, they haven't done my one yet, we, d- don't be discouraged from sending even more stuff in. It, we will get round to it. It's just at the minute, we're getting a fucking ridiculous amount of submissions in a very good way. We've got a bit of a backlog and we'll gradually get through them. Um, and if for whatever reason we... Uh, we don't get through them soon when we do a live show or whatever we will get through as many as we possibly can yeah. keep sending them in we we're very very grateful it. we yeah. really do to, so, say, to say we're going to do absolutely everything's not, not not true just because it's not possible but we want we want to we've had about 30 would you rathers this week the, the podcast will be 6 episodes 6 hours long <laughs> if we did them all would you right okay uh, from Phil Phil would you rather Phil Adam Phil. would you rather that's my impression of um Peggy Mitchell from EastEnders. Phil! Phil! It's an amazing... No, Phil! Okay, two syllables. Yeah. Phil! Do you want to hear my impression of Tez's mum? No. No, neither do I. Would you rather... (laughs) Would you rather get punched in the dick by Mike Tyson in his prime? (laughs) Phil. Like, honestly, I'd love to know or what the or is, because... That's not looking good already, the first half of that, is it? Or get ball tapped out of nowhere by a member of the public. <laughs> well, um, you're like, you're obviously going to take the ball tap out of nowhere. Absolutely not. I'm, you, get, I'm getting punched by Mike Tyson in the dick in his prime. Right. First of all, I'm a millionaire. I've just been assaulted by Mike Tyson. I'm going straight to the papers. Right. And also, that story, I will be dining out on that story for the rest of my life. Are you that guy who got punched in the dick by Mike Tyson? This isn't even... Cl- I don't ever want... I don't think you're going to be dining anywhere. You know, because your balls are going to be in, in your mouth and will live there. You know, because Mike Tyson in his prime is going to bang your balls straight up into your mouth. Yeah. 
But they'll come down eventually. <laughs> For a while. No. Right. Ni- 1989, 1990, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Full on. I mean, th- the way Phil's worded it, it's like he's a proper, like... Yeah. He's literally going for a, a, an uppercut. Yeah, I'm talking like a punch to the dick from Mike Tyson that could knock Muhammad Ali out. I would take that. In the balls? In the dick. In the dick and balls? Yeah, hang no, on. You said can't... in the dick. Oh, sorry. So what are you going to do? Tape your balls to the side and be like, Mike, just the dick? Well, yeah. You, he a... said in the dick. There's a chance you lose your dick, Adam. There isn't. Yeah, there is. Uh, honestly, if he hits it hard enough, yeah. not only... Could he fucking? It'll just swell up. I'll have break a your pelvis for a bit. It would swell up. I'd be like, Adam, I'm so sorry. You've got you've lost so much blood into your dick that we're gonna have to amputate your dick. No, that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Right. I'd just have a massive bruised dick for a bit and a story. Right. Like if I told you, hey, I was walking around town yesterday and someone just randomly flicked me in the ball. Oh, that hurt. I'd hate it. Yeah, it hurt. But you'd be like, oh, well, cool. Okay, what else happened? If I told you No, 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 no No, stop it No If I told you Out of nowhere Apropos of nothing Adam I got ball tapped By some random dude Just walking the street yesterday You'd be like Alright, cool What else happened? Fuck off You'd be like Hey Who was it? Yeah. I, d- I don't think You ever want to get punched In the dick by Mike Tyson I think you're underestimating That punch I'm not Adam I'm not. Adam And I don't mean this As euphemism How hard do you think Your dick is? <laughs> Your dick's not that hard. No, here's the thing as well. Like, I, I, I'm the textbook definition of a grower, not a shower, so there's every chance you'd miss it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to punch it, but I can't find it. Who was that? <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks? That's my Tyson. That's my Tyson in his prime. This is my Mike Tyson impression. It's not a good one, you know. That's not a bad impression. Adam Rowe, I like comedy, but I punch, punch in the dick. Hey, Dan. That's well, what's that? Hey, Dan, I'm Mike. What? <laughs> it's my Mike Tyson impression. Do you Mike Tyson impression? <laughs> this is my impression. He's got he's he's from New York and he's got a list and he's quite sloppy poker. <laughs> <laughs> but I punch so hard. I'll fucking make your dick hey, bleed Dad, and drop off. Mike Tyson. I'm gonna punch him in the dick. But I'm going Is I'm he deaf? <laughs> <laughs> When, when he, I said Mike Tyson in his prime, he still got his, his hearing. Hey, 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 Do you do it again? Do you impress it again? Fucking ballet. How dare you say it? Mine was a shit impression. My shit, yours is the worst I've ever heard. How the hell? <laughs> let me let me compose. Right. Hey Dan. <laughs> hey Dan. My name's Mike Tyson. I'm gonna punch Adam in the dick. I'm gonna hit him really hard like I would in my prime. This punch would knock out Muhammad Ali. Uh, <laughs> you sound like an, you sound like it's Michael Jackson towards the end. I'm gonna punch him in the dick. <laughs> If no. he was younger, I'd suck his dick. <laughs> oh, no, Adam. Oh. Accept me, nasty bitch. <sighs> right, you're wrong. But I How the you. word would like to express that Adam Rowe's opinions do not reflect that of the podcast or of Dan Nightingale. <laughs> we are do. not accusing Michael Jackson of being a paedophile, despite all of the evidence that is out there. Hey, that's he bombs kids. That's ignorant. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely taking the punch from Mike Tyson. 100%. I know. Right. Hun- hunted 
it. Wrong. Would you rather? <laughs> uh, would you from Charlie Cow? From who? Charlie Cow. I'd never punch him in the dick. Charlie Cow. Charlie Cowell. Cowell. Okay. As in Simon. Yeah. As in Chocolate Factory. Simon and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> That's ignorant. <laughs> Would you rather only get three star reviews for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or play to an audience of pissed hairdressers and teachers forever? Oh, That's is, it. This forever. Is... You only get, you might, you might get every gig you ever do again is pissed up hairdressers from Bridget. Bridgewater. Bridgewater. This, uh, this is a reference to episode seven, I think. Yeah. Or eight. Hairdressers um, or teachers, pissed up in every audience, full audience of them. That's the only crowd you ever get again. Yeah. Or the only review you ever get from here on in is three stars. Three stars, defo. It's su- such an easy one, this. I think, because I think people who are not within the industry or certainly not in money from uh, comedy clubs, primarily, as me and you do, they think reviews matter a lot more than they actually do, and I also I think I think also people don't realise once you've got a good review from a publication, if you've got a five star review from the Guardian, if they give you three stars next year, you can still put five stars on all your posters forever because they gave you a five star review one time. Hi, Chortle. <laughs> one guy from Chortle gave me three stars three times in a row. Then he sent the other guy last year, no, the year before last, who gave me four and a half stars. And now forever, I'm going to have Chortle four and a half stars on the poster. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a decent review from almost every major publication that you can get in the UK. So three-star reviews forever wouldn't give a flying fuck. As long as people are still coming to the shows and I'm still selling tickets. Absolutely. I wonder what fuck you, those cunts from Bridgewater. I wonder what your review from Mike Tyson <laughs> fanzine would be. He's got a really soft penis. Can't do him This is another one. Would you rather perform to a room of seven people every time? This is from our mate, Base Jedi D&B, but I can't remember what his real name is. Um, are we... He, Tweets he's, a lot Yeah he? he's he's well into it I've never seen He's li- literally like He's Like On the staff Would <laughs> you rather perform To a room of seven people Every time For the rest of your career That found your content Hilarious So you only ever get to play To at most Seven punters a gig mm-hmm. And they fucking love you Or a room full of Seven to seven people Who found your content Mediocre And were enthusiastic But Were, were unenthusiastic But entertained so they didn't hate you. It's just it was just mediocre. I nearly didn't put this in there, but it just led on from that one so much. This is an easy one as well. It's seven, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, like it, it's an easy one, but also they're both so shit. You don't want to just do seven people, whatever, because comedy isn't like it doesn't lend stand-up comedy as an art form. I think doesn't really lend itself to less than eighty people. You need a chunk of people in a room, really. I I, I think. Anyway. Oh, totally. You need, but seventy-seven people can be a. 77 people can be a great gig yeah like there are loads of good gigs but if you're you're not really factoring in finance there are you so if you're playing to 7,000 people you are wealthy it's not going to be great that it's mediocre every time yeah 
Well, I tell you what, but seven. Let, 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 I've played to seven people at the fringe and they've loved it, and you come away feeling fucking great. You also feel like a skilled comic if you can make seven people in a room laugh. It's it's difficult to do a, a really low attended gig like that for so many reasons. Uh, first of all, laughter's infectious, and secondly, people are a lot more self conscious when there's less people in a room, and you're less likely to laugh when you're self conscious, which is why comedy works better with all the audience in the dark because if it's very lit, they can see each other and they're like, "Oh, do I look like that when I'm laughing?" It's um, so such a delicate art form, isn't it? It's it really so, is. So many things have to be right. But I think um, I'm going to change his question and fire it back at you, just to make it more sort of um, difficult. Yeah. So it's either seven people who love you forever, or a thousand who think he's fine. Now, that the, makes it more difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, because obviously, if you play a thousand people who think you're fine, you're not going to get to keep doing that forever, are you? So, because, because, like, people who play to a thousand... So, say, an act that plays to a thousand people, if they're shit a couple of times, watch... You'll see it. Famous comedians go up the league. Look at where Ron Ranganathan is now. He's he's one of the biggest names in stand-up. I remember when we were gigging at 40, 50, 77 people, like, see gigs, right? Now he's moved up the league. If he starts binning it and having bad ones, he'll come down from that thousand-person seat... Seat theatre. So, in my head, I'm like, well, I want to say thousand because you're going to be wealthy. But again, it's not going to last forever. But okay, so yeah, I see what you mean. What if like being average to a thousand people is fucking horrible? It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's still seven, isn't it? Horrible. Seven, like it's it's an odd question because obviously we're really taking this a lot more seriously than it's intended. This one, I think that's the whole that's the yeah. whole point of this. Would you rather, isn't it? If we were like, ah, it's made up, in it. If we if we went like, yeah, but Mike Tyson is now old. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I think if you can still be financially solvent, performance to the seven people. So, pr- little proviso: you earn fifty grand. From comedy, which is a nice income from comedy, right? Yeah. That's 50 grand until you retire at 65. Thousand people who think you're mediocre. Thousand think people that think you're okay. Or seven people that think you're amazing. Um, It is. It, it, it's difficult, but it is seven. It's seven. It's, it's the seven, yeah. Do you know why? Because for the rest of your career, you'd constantly be coming off stage going, fuck, it was all right. I need to rework that set. Ah, fuck, what's not... Next night, thousand people. Christ, it's all six and a half yeah. out of ten. And then the guy who's playing to seven be like, oh, I just read out, you know, my wish list on Amazon. And also, if you do the seven, you can, <laughs> be, be like, you can be the soundest person in the world and after every gig, take the entire audience for a fucking Nando's. <laughs> Every single gig, though, you could literally go. I don't even need, you know, like Paul Smith at, at Hot Water just drives to Hot Water. I could literally take that drive out of my life, being like, I if everything's going well and I'm earning fifty grand, to ours. we'll just I'll just get out of the garage. <laughs> just have seven people four nights a week. <laughs> yeah, listen, and then fifty grand every December just drops into your fucking bank. Nice one. Well. You know what? I now think this is the dream. <laughs> Fuck Doncaster Dome. I want seven people in your garage this time next year. That's the future for Haverway. Seven people in your garage. That's the live show. But it's going to be fucking expensive because they need to spend 10 grand each. Right, hang on. That gives us 70 grand and 20,000 pounds for advertising. <laughs> so, 
so far we have we've now added to our drip where our live the live have a words we've got Doncaster Dome yeah which on the pilot we were like one day we'll do Donny Dome I can't even remember it was so long ago now I can't even remember why we said it but I want to do a live show at Doncaster Dome uh-huh. for no fucking reason I also want to do a live show in my garage to seven people okay we probably have to do a few comedy clubs as well yeah do you know what honestly if you told me tonight we have to do a gig in my garage it's already quite clear I'd have to move two bikes out a few paint pods what would we do for seating yeah we've got some garden seating we've got some like like outdoor chairs I've got the sound system sound system for seven people oh yeah you want it to look proper I've got lighting rig and everything oh fuck okay cool we'll We'll get the logo from behind me put that nice one I just have to run it by when we launch the Patreon (laughs) We'll do that. I just have to run it by my wife because she thought the podcast was loud, so I don't think she'd be very impressed with a live gig going on in the garage. <laughs> oh, shit. It has to be before 7pm because that's my daughter's bedtime. <laughs> I really Fuck. do want to do this one day. Yeah. I'm in, I'm definite. Right. Good one. Uh, would you rather? From Derek Ashton. Derek Ashton. Who apologised for calling me Dave. <laughs> you know, n- now on Twitter this week. Four people have called me Dave. <laughs> did you see that? Um, you know, Freddie Quinn, he did um, Justin Morehouse's radio show. <laughs> and he, Justin, tweeted and said, uh, I've got Freddie Quinn on today. And someone replied to Justin Morehouse saying, Who the fuck is that guy? Brilliant. I would never want this to stop, by the way. Did you see the guy who put it out as like, Freddie Quinn's appearing in. And then someone put under his tweet about the gig, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. So and, these texts he, me like three he, times a week at the minute going, I've had another eight people say. <laughs> he messaged. Who the fuck is that guy? He messaged under under the guy going, who the fuck is that guy? Going, it's Freddie Quinn, he's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought someone should be in a dick on Twitter going, who the fuck's Freddie Quinn? He's like, mate, I'm trying to run a circuit comedy gig. He's a decent... <laughs> I'm in a good circuit comic. Just and I had to be like, it's just a podcast thing. Oh god, sorry. That is so funny. Uh, I think we're gonna have to pay Freddie to you know when we start doing merch. <laughs> we're gonna have to license his likeness like they do on FIFA for the players, so we can get him on a t-shirt with who the fuck is that guy? That's at Freddie Quinn. Uh, please, please, please do keep oh, just them coming in. <laughs> Would you rather? This is from Derek Ashton. Uh, would you rather he's put Dave would you rather <laughs> Dave and Adam be Hugh Hefner or Steve Jobs Hef, Hef. yeah 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 why would you want to be Steve Jobs well because he's a, like a tech legend and Hugh Hefner is basically a fucking sex trafficker so I mean they're both dead so I suppose it's about legacy isn't it do you know because of this question oh I, hang I, on well if it's about legacy oh, then Steve yeah. Jobs I think it's both. Think whose life would you want to live? So I could be born now and I live either of their lives. No, you have to live their lives. Like, but they're but bo- I don't know what you mean. They're both. You have dead. to go back. Yeah. From now. Yeah. And you live their lives. Which life would you like? Hefner. Yeah. It's not even close. The legacy's horrific because everyone's yeah. like, if if Hefner, if you have he died in 2017. Yeah. If he'd have just been, if everything had been shifted ten years later. The Me Too movement would have fucked him. I don't even know whether it would, though. You really? No, because, like, he, every every 
like he fucked basically the most beautiful women in the world up until he died aged 193 not the most beautiful women in the world some of them were blonde girls who basically didn't have anywhere else to live that wanted to make it in the porn industry so he made them live with him at his weird old creepy mansion and then he bummed them because he didn't want to get them pregnant <laughs> what's the problem so now, now tell me the downside, Daniel. Nah, it's so nasty. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine? Uh, like, Consenting like- attractive women or make Chinese children work for four pence an hour to build iPhones that you can sell for a grand. Oh, but the iPod. Yeah. It's so <laughs> It is. I've got an iPhone. I'm not being like a morally woke prick, but they're both assholes. Yeah, they're both assholes. But I want some information. Steve Jobs lived to be fifty-six and then died of uh, pretty horrific cancer. Not that you die of like fun cancer. Yeah, it's all pretty bad. But we hear about hear about Michael. He's got he's got the uh, he's got bad cancer. The ball pick cancer. <laughs> what cancer? The ball pick cancer. It's where you constantly feel like you're in a ball pit, <laughs> like the wacky warehouse. Yeah, it's, fun. it's just fun. It's fun cancer. And the tumors are yellow and red. And green and blue. <laughs> Can't believe you said horrific cancer, as if there's like a cancer light. <laughs> yeah. So what? He died at what age? Fifty six of bad cancer. Yeah. He got it was ter- terminal bad cancer. Yeah. Hef got ninety one. He lived till ninety one. Uh, estimated wealth on Hefner because it was rough, anywhere between fifty and hundred and fifty million dollars. In and around $100 million, Steve Jobs was $250 million. He's balling. Uh, like, $50 million would be enough, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, once you get it, like, they've got the same lifestyle. Also, what when you get to a level of wealth and everything, basically living in a mansion and banging hot girls, I mean, then the money's, what's that for? To buy them pizza. Adam, is that what hot girls I've come want? in your butt, girl. Get yourself a Domino's. There's money on the side. Oh, Hef. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> Was that Mike Tyson? No, it's my Playboy voice. <laughs> oh, Hef. That's Mike Tyson. I really... No, That's I'm... a better Mike Tyson impression <laughs> than the one you did ten minutes ago. No, it's totally different. No, that's Michael Jackson again now. <laughs> Mate, that's when you know Playboy's gone to shit. When Hugh Hefner's like, bring him, bring him, bring another one in. <laughs> Hef, this isn't your usual. What type. would you rather what be? Are you saying you'd rather be Steve Jobs? The answer is Hugh Hefner. <laughs> All right. Yes. Next question. Oh, what a life that man had. Would you rather, from Edson Edson Napper? I hope some of these are just Twitter handles and not these cunts' real names. Edson Napper. Would you rather your bell end be the size of your head or your head be the size of your bell end? Pow! Your bell end be the size of my head. Your bell end be the size of your head. Yeah, and That's how big it would be if Mike Tyson punched it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, just before we crack on with the rest of the show, just a quick uh, little advert here for my tour. Uh, I've still got a few dates left if you want to come and see me uh, on Sunday the 15th of March I'm at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester uh, that is currently sold out but we might release a couple of tickets on the day uh, there might be a bit of standing room if you want to just turn up uh, or, or 
bring the venue to Mondays and Returns. Thursday, the 19th of March, I'm going to be at Blackpool at the Comedy Station. Uh, the 21st of March, I'm going to be at the Improv Theatre in Bristol. The 16th of April, I'm going to be at Comedia in Brighton. The 19th of April, I'm going to be at Norden Farm in Maidenhead. The 22nd of April, which is a Wednesday, I'm going to be at the Glee Club in Nottingham. Uh, Thursday the 23rd of April I'm going to be at the Polar Bear in Hull and Friday the 24th of April is the final show of this tour at the Courthouse in Dudley you can get tickets for all of those shows at adamrow.co.uk forward slash shows A-D-A-M-R-O-W-E dot forward slash shows go and get them uh, I've got support acts on most of those shows Dan is going to be uh, come to join me for a couple of them as well you might get lucky and see Dan there uh, come and see us do some stand up and I'll see you there thank you very much it's a new feature time, isn't it? Brand new feature. Oh, yeah. So, we said to everyone, after I came back from the Leicester Comedy Festival feeling rough as a badger's dick, we asked them to send in some hangover stories, and we have been getting fucking bucket loads of these, haven't we? Hey, it's one of those ones where you're like, it's almost like people have gone, oh, God, like they're dying to tell the stories. Like a Vietnam vet getting a flashback. If, by the way, we don't really need the full story of the drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can give it context. Yeah. We really want the hangover story. That's the key. Like, because of, we've all got, like, funny drinking stories. That's fine. But we're, we're looking for hangovers from hell. Yeah. Um, one, that when we were talking about it, I didn't even... Rem- Once we got so shit-faced, me and my mates from school, we were about 18... And my mate Sean, his dad, is from Ireland. Sean's heritage is from Ireland. And they rented us a little cottage on the west coast of Ireland for about a week. We drove over there in my mate Tim's mum's Volkswagen Polo, because none of us had a car, but I had a licence. Drove over, had a great week. Went out drinking on the last night. Morons. I tried to keep up with the boys. I just couldn't drink like them. They all played rugby. I was a little theatre funny. Uh, We were drinking pints of Budweiser, which at the time in the UK was unheard of but in Ireland big thing so I was extra shit face projectile vomited that night over a table hit the table and it was so gross the next day they woke me like they were trying to wake me from the dead I was like a zombie but we had to drive because we had a ferry booked in Dublin oh fuck so there was no like we're going to have to let him sleep it off they had to get me up they'd let me I had one of those showers you know when you're so pissed in a shower you're hungover you can't quite work out the heat's either coming from you or the heat of the shower like there's almost no difference <laughs> like hot water's heating your face and then you like get your face out of the water and you're like oh still hot there as well we got about uh, sort of 10 miles out of uh, Westport had a medical McDonald's have you ever had that when you're like this isn't this isn't a meal <laughs> this is a prescription my my um... and then we drove the rest of the width of Ireland and made the ferry and when we got on the ferry got out of the car they'd all been ri- on the way we were like lads 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 on the way back everyone was like oh my god oh my god how's he doing this I got a round of applause on that ferry from the three mates genuine like 18 year old just going on a on the subject of that McDonald's thing Oof. I would like some suggestions for the best hangover scran you can have so here's what I get there's a place in Liverpool uh, called Marmorous it's a like a kebab house takeaway Chinese sort of mashup on Lower House Lane in Croxton, Liverpool. It's not far from where I live. And they do a salt and pepper box, like a munchy box. So it's got chicken nuggets in, chicken pieces, chicken wings, doner meat, ribs, uh, onion rings, loads of chips, uh, spring rolls, and all of it 
in a giant 15 inch pizza box just full to the brim with loads of salt and pepper Chinese five spice seasoning it's 12 quid and it comes with a pot of curry sauce and a bottle of orange lucasade and it's a fucking weapon to take to a hangover war has has anyone eaten that that isn't hungover I do eat it sometimes like on a Tuesday afternoon as soon as they open (laughs) up from you right I want to take these hangovers you know people's hangovers are very serious Adam okay and I want to take them seriously when we're reading them and I, I think they des- each hangover story deserves a little bit of respect have you got Kieran and Dudley sends in this you, you, you've got backing music for <laughs> because hangovers it's it's not funny okay <laughs> well it is we're totally taking the piss we're trying to make it funny <laughs> but I'm just trying to give them the due deference they deserve I feel like this is the bit in the movie where like they've broken up <laughs> She's wandering around, around the woods on her own. <laughs> I'm only keeping interrupting you because I can see how much it's winding you up. Cha! What's your favourite colour, Dan? <laughs> you fucking deserve this. Mine's yellow. <laughs> Liverpool, we're going to go unbeaten. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'll start, I'll start again. We're going down. Stop being a cunt. All right. <laughs> On my stag do at Reading Festival, this is from Kieran and Dudley. On my stag do at the Reading Festival, my best man Dan had a pretty grim trip home. Whilst the weekend had basically been about me getting destroyed by my mates, Dan clearly had a big last night. We were travelling back to the Midlands and decided to stop for food at the services. Dan, in his infinite wisdom, has then spotted that the services have shower rooms. Blech in the bathroom he disappeared while we all had breakfast 20 minutes passes half an hour 45 minutes (laughs) and someone has to go look for him so hungover he's forgotten that he doesn't have a towel with him we all refuse to help him out because he's generally a twat anyway (laughs) he then comes out of the showers dressed in his clothes dripping wet and without his socks (laughs) That he's used as two tiny towels. <laughs> the idiot. socks aren't even tiny towels; they're tiny flannels. <laughs> the idiot then has to travel home, still dripping wet. Bless him. Oh, oh mate, Kieran. Kieran get, gets it. That's I, exactly. That is a a one oh one example of what we're after with this stuff. I'm. Do you know what? I'm quite. If we get drunk stories as well, if we get a doozy or one of them, we will read them out because there's some. Oh, I, that I've, made me laugh. I, I, I've got a drunk story that I think you'll you'll enjoy. This is yeah, but f- were you were you so drunk that you used the shower rooms at a fucking service station, which is the got that can't. I see them and I'm like, oh, it's dirty. That's where lorry drivers wash, and they're <laughs> definitely dirt bags. Yeah, lorry drivers and prostitutes. That's that's there. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if there's any lorry. I wonder if there's any long distance haulage drivers listening to this. Was that a pun on haul haulage? <laughs> no. If so, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a story for you. I think you'll like this. So uh, this was about, I think, nine years ago, right? Uh, and I'd been doing stand up about nine months or something. And Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool back then was just an open mic night. Do you want this? No, oh, go on. 
Go on. It's an open mic night. Liverpool. Hot water. Go. <laughs> so, Hot Water Comedy Club was open mic night in Liverpool at the time, just a Sunday night. But they were running a Comedian of the Year competition, right? Uh, so, it was semi-final night, and I was in the semi-final. And uh, it was in Envy, the nightclub, which is no longer there, RIP. But we were there every week. And there was a few regulars, obviously, you know what I mean? And because it was a big night and they'd sold loads of tickets, they named a load of, a load of drinks at the bar after us, right? So there was a four-pint pitcher of lager was the Paul Smith. It's big, it's orange, it's Paul Smith, right? Right. And the Adam Rowe was the one-pound vodka Red Bull, and it was just like the one-pound vodka Red Bull. Adam Rowe is in envy every fucking night. <laughs> that sort of thing. So Paul Smith goes on stage. Uh, and he bores himself a four-pint pitcher of lager because that's his drink. And the audience immediately start chanting, down it, down it, down it. And he got about half a pint into it and was like, I can't do it. So everyone's calling him a pussy. I said to Carl, really good mate of mine, I could do that, defo. Get me one now and I'll do it on stage as part of me set and I'll definitely win the semi-final if I can do that. And he's like, shut up. I'm not giving, paying a tenner for a fucking four-pint pitcher. If you just down it and ruin the whole fucking night, whatever. Uh, so he never got me here But then I, I won that night And I took some money out with me I got given 100 quid prize money I'd spent all of it In envy On a combination of One pound vodka Red Bulls Buying a few people drinks One pound Jager bombs And I was Fucking Hammered Right uh, And there's a girl oh, Just made my heart hurt Thinking about Vodka Red Bull That much Vodka Red Bull In your the, system the, the next day We'll get to that in a minute <laughs> Um oh. There was a girl who worked in me at the time, and I really fancied her. She was a, a, an Irish girl called Michelle, and she had a, that sexy Irish girl accent. She was quite powerful and aggressive, reminded me of my old RE teacher, and it just did something <laughs> for me. <laughs> right. It's called Mr. Edwards. <laughs> um, yeah, it just did. I, 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 was, I was into it, and I've been into it for a while, but back then... I wasn't as confident with the with the ladies as I, I would be these days, so I hadn't told her. I'd fancied her for months and not told her, but because I was full <laughs> of like vodka, Red Bull, and Jagermeister, I was I was sort of contemplating it. Then Carl and at the time Paul Smith's girlfriend came up to me and was like, "Do you still think you could do a four pound picture now?" And I went, "Yeah, absolutely." So they gave me it, and I've still got footage of this. I will find it. It's on an old phone that I've kept forever because of this. It's in the hours. Batteries that I'll try and charge it, and I'll try and put the video on the Have a Weird Pod Twitter. Right? I got about three and a half pints in to a four pint picture. This is about three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm already hammered, and I'm going for it. And I got so close to doing it. Got a massive round of applause from everyone. Like, oh, that was actually a really good effort. That lad, really good effort. But now I'm in a very, very, very bad way. Um, and I'm sad, like, you know, like, on Tekken, or is it Street Fighter? Can your just... stomach take three and a half pints of fluid, in unfortunate turn of phrase, in one, in one go? Um, well, the answer's no. <laughs> the fact that you can keep that in there for three seconds is impressive. Um, well, it wasn't much longer than that. <laughs> so, I'm literally swaying. And uh, is it Street Fighter or Tekken where it was finish him? What was that? You know, Mortal where he, Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Where, Get where, over here. Where, where he's just stood swirling in the corner. That's finish what I him. look like. I'm, I'm fucked. And Carl comes over to me and he's like, you're right, lad, you had a good effort there. And I was, I'm going to go and tell Michelle. Oh, no. That I love her. Oh, no. And that I fancy her. Oh, God. And Carl went, 
Okay, cool. Because that's what a good friend does in that situation, isn't it? Yeah. Sees his mate in peril and about to make a massive fucking mistake and goes, well, this is fantastic news. Okay. So I walked over to the bar and Michelle was on her own behind the bar. No other staff in at this point. Um, it was a Sunday night in a nightclub. It was about four in the morning. They're getting ready to shut. We're just the last customers in. And uh, I stared at her across the bar and I, rem- I can sort of remember in my head going, compose yourself. If I was young, and you've got one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> Sees everything you ever want <laughs> in one moment. But it's going to be mum's spaghetti. Where's your capture? Where's that slip? And I went to say to her, I want to take you out for a drink. Oh no. And what I did instead was projectile vomited. <laughs> and when I say projectile vomited, I mean. Disgusting! <laughs> I don't mean like it went like. 30 centimetres out of my mouth I mean have you seen Team America World Police yeah that like a five yard reach like if we were playing darts I could have hit the board from the official (laughs) the official like (laughs) dartboard line that they draw and it hit her it went all over the bar and all over her face she had to go and sort herself out and then because there was no other staff in she also had to clean it up off the bar the next day I woke up and remembered none of it I just remembered that I'd won and that we'd had a wonderful night. So I texted Carl and was like, you want to get some food? And he was like, yeah, we should probably do that, shouldn't we, lad? And I turned up at his and I was like, come on, then let's go. And he was like, do you want to talk about what happened last night? And I went, the fuck are you talking about? And then he stared at me for long enough for my brain to f- to <laughs> sort of flashback oh, yeah. the night before's events. Um, and yeah, I remembered it. And then that later that day, I, I ended up in hospital getting an ECG. Because of the vodka and rebel, sorry, an ECG, yeah, you know, an ECG is where well, they where they, they put, think you're having a heart attack. Yeah, well, I thought I was having a heart attack, so they they by law have to check it, and they basically went, you are showing the symptoms of a heart attack, but you're not actually having one. <laughs> was it the Red Bull or was it just shame and embarrassment? <laughs> like, oh my god, I've never felt shame like it. I think I must be having a heart attack. Well, j- no, I you was- just puked on the girl you fancy. I, I, I wasn't. I found it funny. Uh, because she found it funny like I texted her immediately I was like Michelle I just remember what happened I'm really fucking sorry I'm really sorry she was like don't worry about it it was disgusting but it's a funny story isn't she it she found it funny she found it very funny where is this girl <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking absolute trooper she gone back to Ireland somewhere I think, I think she's in Asia actually I think she went travelling um, oh. I think I, I, I might be wrong now if Michelle McClements is listening to this big um, shout out you yeah. fucking ledge she was a uh, she was great, Michelle. And then I ended up working. She's yeah. in Asia. Yeah. Getting the coronavirus. But it's like, that's a good laugh, you know. <laughs> I fucking love a bit of COVID-19. <laughs> How sound is that, girl? Yeah, that's my hangover story. Not only did I vomit all over a woman, but I, I was hospitalised with the symptoms of a heart attack at the age of 19. <laughs> and I don't do cocaine. So it was like... and. Do you know what it's like to have those heart symptoms and have a doctor looking at you like, how much cocaine have you done? And being like, I swear to God, I've never done it. He's like, you're 19, you're having a heart attack. It's cocaine, isn't it? I'm like, I swear to God, it was energy drinks. <laughs> He's like, it'd have to be a lot of energy drinks. I was like, I was drinking energy drinks mixed with vodka from about 7pm till about 6 o'clock in the morning to 11 hours of constant Red Bull speeding your heart rate up and vodka slowing it down and your heart being like, we really don't know what to do with this. Uh, it... it- if you died, if you had a heart attack that day, yeah, um, that would not be as, as funny a hangover story. But do you think envy as a nightclub would be in any way like 
guilty of murder because I really think I think you could put manslaughter on there like when when someone's serving you the 43rd discount vodka Red Bull drink you'd be like that probably should be a limit you know <laughs> 30 per per customer <laughs> When you're panic buying vodka Red Bulls, <laughs> someone, not, it's not Michelle, because she's too sound, so I go, someone should be like, Adam, 30's enough. When <laughs> <laughs> <And> you're like... <laughs> yeah, awful. But phenomenal at the same time. Keep your hangover stories coming in. We've got some. We're going to work through them, and we'll take them very seriously. Because... Heart attacks on 19-year-olds. You know, they're not funny. But as long as you don't have one, it's really funny. <laughs> Big <laughs> you shout keep out, them Michelle. coming in. We have got some of those to get through over the next few weeks, but the more the merrier. We'll get through them all, and the better they are, the quicker they'll get read out. Get them into us. Have a weird pod at gmail.com, along with your would you rathers and your have a words. Okay, boys, let's do another feature already. This is Have A Word. It's time for Have A Word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the problems that you have with your friends. Keep going. There was more to it last time. It's your verse. Um, You tell us all the bullshit that they've done and we'll call them cunts and it will be loads of fun. Oh, God. See, you know, before when I said I can't do ad-libbing or I can't sing ad-lib either. And now you've proved it. But if you want <laughs> stories about me wanking on uh, buses and in front of girls on holiday, I'm your man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> okay, uh, got a few have a words to do this week. First one is from uh, a regular listener uh, and someone who came and seen both of us actually at the tour show in Chester. Uh, so this is from Carly. It says, Hello, Adam and Dan. Can you have a word with people? And people is in capitals. Uh, can you have a word with the people who start podcasts slash programs with you and then start skipping ahead and watching or listening to them on their own? Gobshite. Me and my boyfriend Stephen started listening to the podcast together, but he started listening to it on his own on his way back from work and stuff. Have a fucking word. Well, first of all, <laughs> this is tantamount to having an affair. Let's just say that. <laughs> I have never heard of a couple listening to a podcast together. Like, <laughs> so for me, I love podcasts. I listen to a load. Like, it's very me. It's very private. That that's like driving to gigs or fucking around in the garden, yeah. mowing the lawn. That's a. I I'd never like let together. Come on, sit down, Laura. Put your phone away. Let's listen to a podcast. So I'm <laughs> mad impressed that they've been like we'll, we'll listen to that together. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, that I, if Jabe's like, I've got a podcast, should we, watch, should we listen to it together? I'd be like, no, tell me what one it is. And when I'm driving to fucking Norwich, I'll listen to yeah. it on my own. Hey, I don't wank in front of my wife. I'm not fucking listening to podcasts in front of her. What? Are they correlated? You think there's a, a correlation line between those two um, things on the graph? I really like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's just say that is a bit weird for us, for you to have a thing together. But, but when you're on a Netflix series. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like cheating. Dirty. And that's why I think it shouldn't count as cheating on your partner if you do something with someone else that they won't do. What? Right. Hang on, that was the biggest jump ever. No, no, right. One minute I was like, yeah, you never skip ahead on Ozark. What? Are you fucked or what? (laughs) Right, no, listen. You've been pegged. Right, listen. So let's say um, Laura asked you to do something and you were just like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Right. right, and it's just not for me. It's never going to happen. Last more than three minutes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, she's like, I need that fourth minute. It's when I really hit my stride, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but something like, you're just taboo, and you're just like, I'm never going to be into that. And she, like, she f- keeps bringing it up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something in my head. I'm like, uh... She keeps bringing it up, though, and she's like, come on. I really want to do this, and I'll never feel truly sexually completed unless we get to do it. You, right, instead of breaking up, because she, you can't satisfy it, isn't it better to just let it go and find someone who'll do it? And I'll tell you why I think this is along the same lines. Right, if if me and Jade start watching a series together, then she can never watch that with someone else. That's yeah. ours. Yeah. But just because I don't want to watch something doesn't mean she can never watch it. And it's the same thing. Right, hang on. I'm not saying you're wrong. I've just lost your reasoning. <laughs> you are, say you're watching Ozark. I only say right. that because the, the third series is about to come out and me and Loz are excited about it. Okay. Ozark is one that we love. Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, same level. Yeah. We watch that together. Yeah. If it, if it got recorded Sunday night, Game of Thrones, it was ready for Monday night, uh-huh. we, she would be fuming if I went ahead and watched it on the afternoon because yeah. then I'm less in awe of like shit that happens and she's like oh look you've fucking seen it so that I get that but what you what you saying but Laura's got no right to be pissed off if you watch an NFL game has she because she doesn't want to watch it yeah okay and I know you're going to say well I can watch the NFL on my own but you can't shit on your own chest can you right so you're <laughs> saying sexually if if she wants to like peg someone with a dildo yeah and I'm like nah yeah it, um, it, so it's either like we only do it together or you can do it on your own yeah I don't know how, I think I <laughs> I I don't know this is how important Game of Thrones is I'm like they're both bad I'll give you that they're both bad <laughs> no what I'm saying I just is, don't want my... if Laura wanted to do that would you rather sexually suppress her forever and say you're never going to do that with me and you're not allowed to do it so that one thing that you crave you can never ever fucking have never or let don't like, do it. just go and do it you can't kiss him because we do that right you can't suck his dick you can't fucking properly would I rather suppress it Adam I really don't think you understand how marriage works <laughs> <laughs> it is about 90% suppression so you wouldn't just let her go and fuck a man in the ass no why no sir why because that's the whole deal no but you don't do it she can't kiss him she can't even hug him based on these rules she's just got to go into a fucking she's got to bang him she's just got to go to a travel lodge on the M4 uh, he's already waiting and she she fucks him in the ass alright Steve <laughs> yeah yeah and then she comes back yeah oh could you imagine how awkward that would be when she came in the house like alright babe do you have fun yeah but it's not cheating it's not because you don't do it together cheating is you here doing something that you do together with right. someone else okay so what you're saying <laughs> It now works the other way. So if I'm into stuff and Laura doesn't do it, you think I'm completely validated by going and getting it. Yeah. Ev- right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think many women listening to this podcast are going to be like, God, Adam, you've really opened my eyes to this. Yeah. Like, so what? what I'm saying is, so you're saying what it's like, how it's like TV, mm-hmm. is it basically if we watch Ozark, Game of Thrones together... You cannot go and watch it somewhere else. Yeah. But I'm not asked about, you know, the real housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. So you can go and do that. She can watch that with whoever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a valid point, but I'm still not having a bum in a guy called Steve <laughs> in a travel lodge off the M4. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what would be double hard if she's like, after she bummed him, after she pegged him, she was like, Steve, 
Look what I've got. I've got the HBO app on my phone. Should we watch uh, an episode of Game of Thrones just to fuck my husband over? <laughs> and he'd be like, no, you dirty bitch. <laughs> Haven't you already fucked around by bumming me? No, we have a real. We have a real. I can do this. Pick the episode with the dildo. Go on, touch it. Touch the screen <laughs> with the dildo. <laughs> but yeah, you can't. You, I, I, we, we, we will have a word with Stephen here for Carly because you, can, you can't be doing this. I was fucking around there. Obviously, you can't just go bumming whoever you want just because you miss one. <laughs> It was I was such, just trying to draw was, a comedy parallel It was so complicated theory I was like I need to get my head fully around it But it, at the end of it I'm like I don't really agree And also I've now visualised I don't agree my, I know <laughs> But uh, it was funny The journey was funny But it really ended up with me Imagining a guy getting bummed by my wife And in the end I'm like God that's been a weird one hasn't it <laughs> Just visually But I, what I'm taking from it is Looking forward to Ozark <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen, I know you listen to this podcast, lads, uh, and you, you can't be skipping ahead. Like, you've, you've started it together now. You're just going to have to wait and listen to it at Carl's. Yeah. Yeah. Have a way with yourself, Stephen, lad. Don't be skipping. I love my wife. <laughs> Hope she doesn't leave me. <laughs> Basically, Stephen, either keep listening to it together, or someone's going to piss on you bit. <laughs> Next one. Next one. Right. The next one. Fair warning is a bit longer and it's <laughs> best described as fucking heavy. Okay? okay. This is this is a serious one. Right. Okay. So I was sent this on Instagram. Right? Uh it's it's from a guy who doesn't want to be named uh because there's a third party who might listen to this. He doesn't want to know that it's about him. Right. So he, he's asked us to use the name for him, Bernard. So Bernard has emailed in. Uh, yes. And the, the person he wants us to have a word with is someone not called Pat. But for the purposes of this, we'll be called Pat. So Bernard has emailed in about Pat. <laughs> yeah. I love how we've got you like... You've stolen my place in the old people's home. <laughs> oh, you're not ready for this, you know. You're really not ready for it. And our listeners aren't ready for it. It's, oh. it's about to go down. Uh, by the way, are you going to be able to keep saying Bernard and Pat? You've not got the real names in the email, have you? The real names in the email, but I'll, I'll nail it. I'll nail it. Are you definitely? I'll it? nail it. Okay. <laughs> right, get this right, Adam. Hi, Adam. Because I regularly forget to edit this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, Tez's mum. Go on. Do, do, do you know what I've noticed as well? I've got to be, uh, give you an honest thing here. Yeah, I don't listen back. I can't listen to my own voice, so yeah, I don't yeah. listen to any of the episodes. Once I leave here... I trust you to edit it, and I just promote it, right? But what that means is I'm getting random quotes sent to me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram where they're like, oh, fucking a dog, are we? Funny that. And I'm like, is that something I said six weeks ago? What episode that? <laughs> exactly. Mate, that's the problem as well. The longer this shit goes, the episodes will be up for... People will be, like, discovering the podcast, like, fucking hell, that. I, I barely remember what we've said today, never mind last week. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's really funny. Anyway. Hi Adam, loving the podcast, can't wait for the next installment, you guys really crack me up. Well thank you very much Bernard. Ha, huh, professional. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. I've got to have a word for the two of you, <laughs> but I'm not sure if it's me you should be having a word with, or Pat. Uh, currently my best friend, but she's also the love of my life. Right. Okay. Right, you're going to have to start... Start again because I was literally waiting for you to trip up so much that I wasn't listening to this. <laughs> start again. Start again. Hi, Adam. Loving the podcast. Can't wait for the next installment. You guys really crack me up. Thank you, Bernard. 
very professional. Uh, I've got to have a wave with the two of you, but I'm not sure if it's me you should be having a wave with or Pat. Uh, currently my best friend, but she's also the love of my life. Oh, so Bernard loves Pat. Bernard loves Pat. Right. Oh God! We met six years ago, and we were just colleagues. He's actually said colleges, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> we, we were just, just colleges <laughs> trying to teach teenagers. <laughs> but I've she did BTS. I did GMBQ. <laughs> we were just colleagues for the first three years, right. right? We shared the same interests, but neither of us let any feelings grow as we were both married at the time. Oh, we both separated within a couple of months of each other, and within six months, we were seeing each other. Lovely story. Okay. Uh, the relationship didn't last long as Pat wanted to be on her own for a bit and concentrate on her kids, as they'd obviously had a rough time due to her divorce. Yeah, uh, okay. Six months after a marriage, you know, sounds like you've you've done a bit of a gap, but... It's, it's not long, is it? It's not long. We remained friends, best friends, in fact, up until November last year, and I started seeing a girl which Pat took on the chin. Uh, this ended after only a couple of weeks as I knew I would never fall in love with this woman so I intend I ended it before it became serious and she or either of our kids got hurt so he just he had a few weeks with someone and was like in November yeah November ended it before year. he had to buy a Christmas present oh what a Clever. fucking legend Clever. Ben Clever. yeah he's like I'm not buying these stepkids a fucking Playstation literally game. once you've had the eighth chocolate out of the advent calendar they've bought <laughs> you can't dump <laughs> Seven shot any any one to seven you can still dump you can literally as you chew in chocolate seven a chocolate does <laughs> after that buy a cheap present and a half of my Christmas bonus <laughs> I'm joking I've actually done that I literally got to the twelfth went to dump someone and they were like I've had a really bad day can we just have a nice time it's my one day off before Christmas and I'd gone to dump her and I was like. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's have a nice day. <laughs> and I dated her for another month. Of course. Did you buy a present? Yeah, but oh, that's I expensive. spent about 50% less than I would have. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> 15th of Jan. <laughs> but there. Go on, sorry, Pat. I Go told on. Pat that I'd broken up with this woman who I only dated for a couple of weeks. Uh, as she was a great friend and it was someone I would turn to. It was a rough week and so I needed a bit of a kick and to speak to a friend and their best friends. Uh Pat broke down and confessed how the last few weeks have been the hardest of her life, that she loves me and never wants to lose me again. She got so, well, Joe. So after, uh, you know, seeing each other after the divorce and then becoming friends, she realised, no, I can't just be friends with this guy. I'm madly in love with him. Uh, and it's, it, it took him dating this other woman for her to realise that. It's a classic woman. What? That's a classic woman move. It is, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Just They're think, fucking mental, aren't they, I think, Daniel? I think These women people <laughs> with their shitty women brains. Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch! <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Like, um, oh, I just think we maybe need a bit more of a break for my kids. I'm seeing someone else. Oh, I think I love you. So, gone. so Pat has now told Bernard, madly in love with you. Yeah, it's absolutely devastating me that you were seeing someone else. Yeah. Uh, Pat is the woman who made me realise at the age of 35 I'd never been in love before even with my ex-wife because the love I have for this woman is in the stratosphere I fell into her arms and we shared a blissful two weeks together <laughs> That's the saddest thing you've ever said. I fell into her arms and we spent a blissful fortnight <laughs> and then the bitch crazy um, We spent a blissful two weeks together then the woman I was dating for two weeks got back in touch with me and told me she's pregnant. Oh! Who the fuck is that guy? Disgusting! Ja! Upset me, nasty bitch! Ja! Upset me, nasty bitch! 
Oh my god! <sighs> oh mate, for the rest of this, have a word. We're just gonna have this on the background. <laughs> it gives me PTSD. <laughs> I can't have that on. Fucking hell! So, Pat jumped ship immediately. Oh, Pat. Uh, sort of understandably as I have a child on the way she said she uh, couldn't watch me have a child with another woman it would be too painful but she still (sighs) wants to be friends she said I'll tell myself it'll be easier this way because I know we can't be together because you've got a child on the way with this other woman hey mate you haven't got time for friends (laughs) I honestly don't understand what the difference is friends slash partners it's still going to feel the same if she loves me She's a mega commitment phobe. I know this. Am I better cutting all ties so I can move on? Or should I be telling her to get a grip and if she loves me, she should deal with it as she's already doing and just understand that I'm raising a child with another woman? I need your help, lads. Me head's banging. Who are you going to have a word with? Me, Bernard, or her, Pat? That... That's for the, the the email. This is Hall of Fame shit, isn't it? This is for your life. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, jeez. That is epic, Adam. And you know when you were building up, there was a little bit of me thought, Adam is really overbuilding this. No. And Not possible, is it? When you drop the the girl got back in from November, you know the old... <laughs> Seven chocolates out of the calendar. Looks like you left a fucking chocolate in the calendar, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. Was it a kinder surprise calendar? <laughs> oh, Bernard lads. Oh, what's in there? What's in 25? Open up 25. There's a pregnancy <laughs> test. Damn, kinder. You fucked me. Who's um, in the wrong? Who's in the right? Do you think Pat should be like, oh, it doesn't matter. You having a kid with this other woman you were fucking for two weeks. Uh, Bernard, 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 I'm on your side, and I'm not being a dick. I'm on your side. You have, you've got a girl pregnant. That's that's life. With you know, shit happens. No judgment on that. You've your life is complicated. It's you've made it complicated. No, I'm not. There's no blame. It's complicated. I would suggest you deal with the complication at hand because Pat. As much as you love her, is hard fucking work, isn't she? She is. She sounds like hard work. You break up, you mates. Look, you like each other. Then she's like, I need break. I've got my kids. Six months. I need a break. <laughs> then, oh my God, you're seeing someone. I love you. Oh my God, you got her pregnant. I can't deal with it. We'll still be mates. It's a fucking nightmare. You're do, already do having you not, a child with think, an enemy, so. Do, do you not think Pat has got a slight bit of reasoning to be like, you know what? That woman you fucked for two weeks, which was really upsetting me, actually. And I know I, I'm being... I, I couldn't let me feel in show and blah, blah, blah. But the fact you're having a kid with it, I just can't get past that. Do you not think that's a bit reasonable? Selfish. Selfish from Pat. <laughs> no, not really, but I, I'm not on her side, weirdly. I'm not on her side because I've... 
even though I know divorces and separating, and if you've got kids, it's all difficult. It's so I, calm, but it's, it's so eggy. It reminds me of <laughs> girls at A level, like we were seeing each other from the first week of first year, and then <laughs> I dumped you because I saw you looking at Karen in the quad, and then. You started seeing someone and I felt really bad. So I said to you, it was the hardest two weeks of my life and we got back. I'm mean, like, how old are you? Are you in your mid-30s? Come be arsed with all that bullshit. Also, Bernard, lad. Pat why, sounds why? Hard. Does Pat sound hard work? Uh, yeah. A little bit. But he loves her. Yeah, he does. Like, if you fair. love someone, like, like who isn't hard work? I'm a pain in the ass. I know for a fact you are. Laura must do your editing as well. Jade drives me up the fucking wall six out of seven days a week. But that seventh day is worth it. <laughs> When you're rested Yeah <laughs> I Yeah Have you thought Bernard Of just abandoning This child <laughs> No Why Because that's We can't have a Have a <laughs> You know when we do Have a word yeah. We can't have a word With an unborn child I went, You know what Pat and Bernard We're on your side But I'm going to have a word With this unborn child No I'm not having a word With the unborn just child Just get the You know Just get rid of it Just say no, nah, I don't want it Bye I don't want that baby should have just cracked one out next to us, shouldn't you? <laughs> Through the awkwardness. <laughs> Why'd you do this? I want to sleep with you. Fuck that. <laughs> I've listened to have a word. That's what he'd be doing from now on. Yeah. Maybe we should ch- oh, change it. Oh, Bernard. Yeah, that's the new name of the podcast. It's have a wank. <laughs> that's our advice. Just have a wank. Uh, that, mate, that's... That I, load I, is shot. I think abandon the child. That's what I think. Good. You, you know your ability to say things with a straight face is fucking unnerving sometimes <laughs> 10 minutes ago uh, you're telling my wife to peg someone in a fucking travel lodge and you just don't even blink <laughs> abandon the child uh, and go and live because you, you're going to resent the child aren't you he's going to hate that kid is this why he didn't want his name said on the podcast because he doesn't want the child support agents <laughs> CSA on his case he's uh, going to hate the kid He's not going to love that nah, kid. Nah, he's not. Let's, you know. He's not going to love that child. That child is either going to grow up with no dad or a dad who hates him. What's better? That's the situation we've got nah. here. He's going to nah, hate Bernard's the kid. A good guy. He's going to resent the kid because that kid is why he's not with the love of his life. I'd. It, what if he gets Pat pregnant? Oh. But he's not fucking Pat anymore. Pat doesn't want to touch his dick. Matter of time. You reckon? Yeah, man. You reckon She's, they're getting back together? I don't know if they're getting back together for good, but. I think they've got another good two weeks in them. <laughs> Won't you back? Won't you back for I good? I think, Pat, as much as whoever you love Whoever I it, fucked, whoever I fucked, I didn't mean it. I'll abandon all my kids. I'll abandon. I'll abandon. I'll abandon. Can I just... Also, once you've banged someone, you can't really be mates. All this bullshit of like, can we just be friends? No. Not really. <laughs> once my dick's been in you, we're not Bezos, are we? What if I so stop you? pretending... I'm not... What? <laughs> Have you been to a travel lodge with my wife? <laughs> no, you can't be... Ma- I hate all that bullshit. I, listen, like, I've got women who are really close friends of mine. But you can't... Once you've banged, you, you can't be mates. Can you? So what if... Never mind, P- P- Pat's... The, 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 he's, he's saying a, can't he's be a, close friends. I think, like... like you can be amicable. Yeah. You can't yeah. be like, come round and watch the game. It's <laughs> not happening Come round and watch the kid You know So Bernard moves on And he meet, meets another one Woman, woman Betty <laughs> He meets Betty Down the line She's not been in the scene yet 
Pat's Pat's his mate and he's like oh Betty look I love you to bits and obviously I've got 19 kids with different women from my past <laughs> and they keep happening that's not good but I'm I'm mates with Pat we had a weird on and off relationship and she was the love of my life but we're mates now you know yeah so we're mates is that alright Betty Betty would be like go fuck yourself yeah I couldn't handle that I don't think you can be mates I, with I, someone you I, I really don't class myself as a jealous person at all like if there's lads liking and commenting on Jade's pictures I trust her so much I'm just like it's fine but like being really good mates with an ex is just because uh, there's so much there there must be especially if it was a relationship not just a one night stand that they've sort of ended up in your life from but a relationship and this is a relationship isn't it this is a relationship that hasn't quite happened but defo would have could you this is the like right you got, could you go drink could you go to the cinema you and your mate yeah think of any of your mates now in your head Carl in Japan yeah. Bondi my mate from school and then I think of my mate Kate John my mate Mulgrew Kate Mulgrew one of my best mates my mate Jenny D from college I, I can go cinema on my own with them go drinking with them and if we were on drinking we could stay in a hotel room if they were like it's just two twins I'd be like yeah it's fine just get hammered anyway bang and Laura would not fucking blink would any future partner of Bernard be like, oh yeah, you went drinking, did you? Went to the cinema, then went drinking, then you stayed in a hotel with Pat? Nah. You I, couldn't, so I, you're not I, mates. I think you'd look a bit Laura there as well, to be honest with you. Like, I, I've got female friends who, there's, it's completely platonic and there would never be anything in it. And if I was like to Jade, I'm going drinking with <laughs> Amy, and uh, we, we couldn't get two hotel rooms, we're just going to stay in the same one, Jade would be like, are oh, you fuck, mate? I don't know. But you know Mulgrew. You know my mate Katie Mulgrew. Yeah. Like I'm best I'm best mates with her, I'm incredibly close with her husband. Known them all 15, 20 years. I know but like it doesn't it doesn't register it's almost like it's like it's like sharing a room with your sister. That's how I see it. Yeah. She's my mate. Yeah. But that my, Yeah, and I, not, I, that's I, not, I I totally get oh, it. Right, okay. But I'm saying Jade, my missus would be like <laughs> I don't trust you to not fuck your imaginary sister. You are pretty. You are pretty hot though, Adam. I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy guy. As long as you're not chewing chewing gum. <laughs> not chewing gum. What's our advice? What are we saying? <laughs> right. Well, let's start the advice. I've written it all down here. It's <laughs> taken a few pages. <laughs> Bernard, you need to use a condom. You, no, okay. You can't go back in time and use got. There's a kid on the way. He loves party. And he, he's having a baby with a woman. He hasn't even named the other woman. I don't even think no. he knows her name. <laughs> I think he's just calling in November at the minute. <laughs> she saved in his phone as like Weatherspoon's woman or something. I, I don't know if, it, I don't know. It's so huge, but it's such a heavy one, isn't it? I get bad Pat vibes. I get bad vibes about her. I think she's hard work. But you're, so you're telling them to just not be in love with Pat anymore. That's your advice. Just turn that off. But she's a nightmare. You don't have to fuck her. No, I'm, I'm thinking about Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Bernard doesn't want... Bernard doesn't think she's a pain in the ass. Bernard's in love with her. He can see past all of that. Yeah. But, I mean, I... You know, I like kebabs. Oh, my but God. You've got to be wary with them, haven't you? Can't have them every night. <laughs> Did you just call Pat a kebab? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, just because you love something doesn't mean you need to just fucking throw yourself head first at it. You've got to be careful. He's been married before and didn't love his wife at any point as much as he loves Pat. Oh, 
one, no, but... He, he, to him? What's your advice? Just just head, head first into child. path. <laughs> You're a bad person. I'm not. That's bad. I'm not. I'm an objective person. Yeah. I'm actually, it, What I'm saying is actually for the kid's benefit. It's so serious, but I really think fuck Pat. Fuck her off as old shagger. She's not having it. She's not having what? She doesn't want it. Yeah. There's no monopoly being played in that relationship, mate. But she does want it. It's because of the kid. The kid's the problem. <laughs> this, the, do you know what? I know that the people listening to this will be parents, and they'll be like, they'll have that point in their head going, well, no, because you're a parent, so it doesn't matter how it's happened. Every lad listening to this who's not a dad is like, yeah, mate, fuck the kid off, Adam's right. Yeah. And everyone who's got kids is like, no, because it's a kid and it's your responsibility, partly. No, fuck Pat off. Fuck, so you're saying fuck Pat off? She's a nightmare and you can't be mates with her. So, so he's just got to cut ties. But what's the point? Would you be mates with her? Can you be mates with her? I don't think you can be mates with her. I think realistically, because obviously you can't abandon your kid, unless you want to. Um, Meet the kid. If the kid looks like a future footballer, maybe you just need a couple of years. (laughs) If the kid's like, Daddy! Yeah, all right, okay, fuck that. Change your phone. You can't, um, you can't abandon your kid. I think realistically, a Bernard lad, Bernie, Berno, uh, you've got to, you've got to cut ties. I like you can't by by what you're saying. You one the one thing that isn't an option is for you and Pat to be good mates. It's just never going to happen because yeah. you're always going to be lusting after her. If she gets into a relationship with another guy, it's going to fucking kill you. Like, and she's never going to like watching you with another woman or with this kid. She's going to hate your kid. Because she's going to be looking at like if it weren't for that kid, we'd be together. And I think you're going to look at the kid that way as well, to be honest with you. And I know that's not a nice thing to hear. Uh, and I'm sorry for planting it in your head, but I do think that there's, it, it does make this is a fucking eggy situation. And I think you've got much bigger problems than we can possibly solve for you. Well, he knew that when he emailed in, really, didn't he? But he can't. I think fuck he's just the, looking for advice from anyone. He can't fuck the kid off. Okay. You're like, not allowed. Well, it, well, but he's you know got to fuck Pat off then. You know what happened, Pat? Say she does meet someone, she'll be like, I can't do it, you've got to raise this kid. She'll meet someone three months down the line. I got pregnant and he wants nothing to do with it. And you know what, Bernard? Now that I'm pregnant with another man's child, I realise that I have always loved you. Will you take me back? You fucking hate Pat, don't you? I'm off her. I've got <laughs> right fucking off her. And this unborn kid, I've really warmed to him or her. See, so yeah, I... My, my advice certainly is I think the only thing you can do lad is um, if you love someone let her go let Pat go yeah um, and and just going forward in terms of who you're banging if you could just get Mike Tyson to bang you out in the dick that would be great because you need to put that bad boy away <laughs> a bit of bruising would do you with a fucking world of good <laughs> this is true um, sorry that you're in an awful situation Bernard mate um, oh Oh, right. Well, we're not going to top that for just fucking severity and drama, are we? I think we are. Human drama. I think we've got to call that a podcast, haven't we? And, uh, it's been emotional. We've got a song to play us out, as always. What have you got? Just getting it up now. While Adam's doing that, I'd like to uh, say, if you ever want to see Tez Ilias live, he's absolutely superb. And um, Tez, all respect to you and your family. And uh, Mike Tyson, I'm sorry for any offence. Michael Jackson, probably a pedo, so less of an... And he's dead, so it's fine. Uh, Sorry, go on.
You ready? <laughs> I was just making a few apologies. <laughs> Pat, fuck you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please keep all your submissions coming in for the Have a Word section, the Would You Rather section, and the Hangover section. And if you've got any questions you just want to ask us as well, get them in as well. You can contact either me or Dan on social media. I'm at Adam Rowe Comedy on Twitter. Dan is at Dan Has a Podcast. And the podcast's own Twitter is Have a Word Pod, at Have a Word Pod. Uh, and if you want to email us, that's the best way to get us, to be honest with you. Have a word pod at gmail.com. We've got some exciting news coming up in the next few weeks about the future of the podcast and stuff. And once we've got some plans in place, we'll get them over to you. Thank you so much for downloading. And remember, double download week. If you've got someone in your life who you could just say, do us a favor, subscribe to this podcast or just download this week's episode. Let's double our download numbers and see where we can get in the charts. Uh, on Apple, if you can, that'd be the best one for us. But as long as you're listening and spreading the word for us, we're very, very grateful. Uh, to play us out this week, we've got Design Rewind, a fantastic band. Go and check them out on the internet. Mate, I love this. It's a banger, isn't it? Can we ask it? Can we ask them once we played them out if they like the podcast? If we can use this as a again, because I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't believe that this lab night. Who fucking made this? <laughs> it's phenomenal. Their quality. Um, their quality their name is Design Rewind they're brilliant and this is their song Stone Cold Thriller we'll see you next week see ya bye